Madame Pomplemousse and her incredible edibles, chapter three. When the head chef found out that Madeline had brought back the wrong sort of pâté, he burst into tears. He was badly afraid of Monsieur Lard as it was, but this was too much. Oh, he will slaughter us, he cried. He will boil us alive. He wailed inconsolably, burying his head in his hands. Madeline had to think quickly. He was probably right. Her uncle would find out and his rage would be terrible. But then she remembered the extraordinary woman she had met in the shop and the memory gave her an odd sort of courage. She took a baguette, still warm from the oven, and carefully broke the seal of the jar containing the strange green substance. She spread some pâté thinly onto a piece of bread and handed it to the head chef. Here, she said. Eat this. It will make you feel better. The head chef was deaf to her in his misery. He will roast us in the oven, yes. Oh, but first he'll probably smother us in goose fat. Go on, eat it, she said quite sternly. And he did as he was told. He took the bread, with tears still dripping down his nose, and bit into it cautiously. He chewed the morsel slowly around his mouth, frowning all the while, until suddenly his face froze rigid and his eyes opened very wide. Is it all right? asked Madeline anxiously. But the head chef did not reply, for it was like no food he had ever tasted, nor like any taste he had ever experienced. The sensation was more as if he had actually become the sea serpent and was swimming through cool, dark waters. He turned to Madeline, about to speak, when to his horror he saw the piggy eyes of Monsieur Lard staring at them through the kitchen doors. What's going on in here? said Lard darkly. Monsieur Lard, how nice to see you, stammered the head chef and then went horribly blank, unable to think of what to say next. Madeline cut in quickly. I I hope you don't mind, Uncle, she said. We were just doing some extra smiling practice. The head chef nodded vigorously, and to prove it, they both grinned from ear to ear like a pair of mad hyenas. The head chef made what was probably intended as a laugh, but came out as a whinnying cackle. Monsieur Lard eyed them suspiciously while fingering his moustache. However, this appeared to satisfy him. Not bad, he said, but could try harder. He strode off, leaving the heavy steel doors swinging behind him. Madeline and the head chef took several deep breaths to stop their hearts from pounding. Don't worry, whispered Madeline. I'll replace it tomorrow, I promise. The head chef began to cry quietly again. But if somebody orders pâté tonight, Madeline, then we're lost. But we can give them this instead, she said, seizing the green jar. No, mademoiselle, no, he cried. Why? Is it no good? Good, he said. No, it's not good. It's not good at all. He paused, apparently overcome with great emotion. It's superb! It's miraculous! 
miraculous. Mademoiselle, you have there what is, without question, the finest pâté ever tasted, which is precisely why we cannot serve it tonight, since nothing this delicious has ever been served in this restaurant before. Monsieur Large will notice immediately. He'll smell a rat. Orders to the kitchen came through from the restaurant via a machine that printed them off for each table. The machine made a shrill electric bleating sound as it produced each ticket. And there it was in black and white. At 7.30pm that evening, a table of seven people had all ordered pâté for their first course. The head chef was the first to see the order. He received the news remarkably calmly, tearing off the printed slip and taking it over to show Madeline. Then he sol solemnly shook his her hand. Mademoiselle, he said, I want you to know that working with you has been a pleasure and that if I had to be cooked alive alongside anybody, I could not have chosen better company. But, but can't we just try the new pâté? Madeline said. Maybe no one will notice. Oh, believe me, they'll notice. But we have no choice, let's just try. And then Madeline began to cry a little. The head chef touched her lightly on the shoulder. Courage, mademoiselle, he said. Hey, snapped a small, thin waiter who had come dancing into the kitchen. Get a move on with those pâtés. Hurriedly, Madeline and the head chef spooned out the contents of the jar. They handed the plates to the waiter, who managed to carry all seven of them, including one balanced on his head. At first, they thought he hadn't noticed anything unusual. But then, just as he was about to leave the kitchen, he paused to raise an eyebrow. Funny colour, isn't it? He said, and then twirled elegantly out of the door. The wait that followed was the most dreadful either Madeline or the head chef had ever known. Normally, after a starter, the waiter would come back and tell them when to begin preparing the next course. But this time, sinisterly, he did not. As the minutes ticked by, they began to suspect the most. Suspect the worst, sorry. But then a most peculiar thing happened. The table of seven asked for more. They had been behaving strangely ever since receiving their first course. Until then, they had been the noisiest customers in the restaurant. But since tasting the green pâté, they had not said a single word and did nothing but chew silently, staring into space. Mixed innards pâté, what they usually served, left people most often feeling so queasy they could barely finish what was on their plate. So to order more was unheard of and Monsieur Lard's suspicions were instantly raised. It didn't take long to find out who the culprit was either. He had several spies amongst his staff, and one of them, the small thin waiter, who moved like a dancer, told Lard about the strangely coloured pâté. He also remarked, in passing, how he had seen Madeline on her way into the city that morning. Lard came thundering through the kitchen doors. The cooks were trying their best to conceal Madis Madeline inside a giant tin of vegetable oil, but Lard flung them inside. He grabbed Madeline by the shoulders and lifted her high in the air. <sighs> Where did you get it? He bellowed. Where did you get it? He was shaking her so violently she could not reply. But then, from, 
from out of her pocket fell the tiny green jar and it plummeted to the ground. The contents lay splattered everywhere, but Monsieur Lard had his answer, for there, on a broken shard of glass, was a small piece of label on which was written in fine purple writing, Edibles, 62 Rue de Escargot, which means Snail Street in French. Rumours spread quickly throughout the city and the next day customers began flocking to the squealing pig restaurant after they had heard tell of the strange and delicious food Monsieur Lard was serving there. Then wonder of wonders, a table was booked by a man named Monsieur Languestine. Monsieur Languestine was a food critic, the most powerful food critic in Paris. A bad review from Languestine and your restaurant would have to close immediately. As Monsieur Languestine never gave a good review, the best you could hope for was not to displease him too severely. And if this happened, your restaurant would be permanently booked out. If Languestine was coming, Monsieur Lard would have to give him something very special. And that meant a personal visit to the Rue d'Escargot.